that's okay. There's, there's a, it's nothing wrong, or whatever the case may be. But um, when you just kind of flow along with a couple of things that you're feeling, a lot of times we, we're disjointed because we're so used to doing things a certain way. Right? And, uh, and we're not, with the help of God, we're not going to be doing it the same way. With the help of God, we can't do it the same way. And so we got to kind of adjust and readjust and understand what's going on with the flow and whatever. But uh, just because I was trying to communicate some things, uh, build faith and etc., and then trying to go back into communicating something that was important for the schedule for us um, and just trying to get back in the flow of things we're kind of I feel a little disjointed and I don't believe that we have to do things uh, in step in terms of uh, what we have to do every single service the same way Without being thrown off, I'm not thrown off in any <laughs> any stretch of the imagination, and uh, and prayerfully we're not all thrown off. So won't we just kind of bring our minds into subjection of the spirit? I think some of us need to get in the spirit. There's some distraction in our minds, and maybe even some agitation. This don't have to be there. It's unnecessary. Amen. And we're going to have to get used to being able to move and maneuver differently than we have done. We might do something for six months and Holy Ghost say, hey, let's go here. We're going to have to be willing to go. When the, keep praying while I'm talking, the children of Israel. They had no knowledge of when they were going to have to pack up their bags and start moving when they were in the wilderness. Sometimes the cloud would set over and it would stay there for months. And they had to stay. The cloud began to move without notice. And they had to pack up and move along. One day it would move eastward and the next day they would get up and it would move southwestward and they had to follow along the vein of the cloud sometimes went in a straight path and other times it went in a zigzag motion sometimes they had to hurry along speedily sometimes they moved at a snail's pace and we are the people of God following the vein of the spirit I bond distraction distraction of minds unsettledness of hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I bind agitation and frustration. In the name of Jesus. I bind anything that is unlike you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. I bind confusion right now. 
upon unsettledness of spirit. Come on, somebody begin to seek him right now. Service is not squandered, is not wasted. Quite to the contrary. I believe the men of God have been mobilized. I believe we we were given orders. I believe even now God is moving. In Jesus' name, I believe uh, faith has been activated. Praise God. Sometimes we don't know everything God is doing. Sometimes it seems insignificant and great things are happening. Other times it seems like there's a thunderclap. There's an earthquake. And there's a fire and God is not even in it. Just for a few more moments. have your way Lord this is a training ground we're not here necessarily to get something for us to consume it on us but we're here to be trained and equipped on a Sunday night oftentimes ministered to ministered to to prepare ourselves to be given to give out the ministry to the church is to edify the church to build the church up that the church can fulfill its purpose it's not for the purpose of the church being consumed with self Lose your direction, Father. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Acts chapter 3. Verse number 1. Won't somebody clap their hands to the Lord before you turn there? Give him thanks even if you don't know why. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 3, verse number 1. I promise you I won't take a lot of your time this evening, the rest of you tonight anyway. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at an hour of prayer. There was a specific hour of prayer. And being the ninth hour, 6 p.m., a certain, no, actually, the ninth hour, I'm sorry, it's 3 p.m., and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful 
this man was born lame. He was laid at the temple daily. In fact, he was at the temple many times when Jesus would walk by. Jesus often saw him, but he was not healed of Jesus. The Bible says at verse number three, well, verse number two, he had he was laid at the gate to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked. And of alms or an alms. Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Everybody said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I want to go down to verse number 11. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. I want to talk to you on a subject I preached about this morning. It's how you finish. Is how you finish. Won't you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? You can be seated. And this man who is not named in terms of identifying who he was was uh, mentioned in Scripture. Many people know of this particular account, not a story. But this particular account, and God chose to use this particular account for many reasons. But one of the reasons I feel that I, that I uh, hopefully with the help of the Holy Ghost, uh, want to uh, communicate and preach to you, I preached this this morning, was this man was from birth, lame, could not walk. Could not get around. He had to depend on someone else. If he needed to go somewhere, he had to depend on someone else. And if he needed something done, he had to depend. As a matter of fact, he had to depend on someone to get him to a place. If he wanted money, he had to depend on someone else to get him to a spot where he can collect money. He could collect alms. And if, if I, I if I remember correctly, I could, maybe I'm mixing, uh, uh, Accounts, uh, I believe, well, this man was, uh, uh, crippled from, from birth. I, I don't recall if they told his age is, and I, 38, 40? 
Did they mention that? It said it? Did it? I don't know. Huh? Yes. I don't think so. Yeah, so, yeah, 38 years of age. and So, anyway. So, this particular passage, but this guy, obviously, was an adult. Now, if you find it in this 40, let me know. You can tell me which verse. I would like to turn there. I, don't have to take, I can't take the time to do that tonight. But the point of the matter is, Sister Nikina, Sister Brown, Say, yeah, I called you out. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling you out. I'm not picking on you. I'm not prophesying. <laughs> Getting nervous yet? Just a teeny bit. He was lame from birth. He did not expect to ever walk, Sister Glass. He was only expecting to get money because of his condition. He was only expecting people to look down on him and to feel sorry for him. His only hope was for people to pick him up and to set him down into a place or at a place where he can ask for money. If a person didn't feel uh, obliged to give him anything, he went without. This was his condition from birth. His condition wasn't too good. Now, I don't know. I know some of us have it. You know, we, we don't have it too well sometimes. Hello? Amen. But this man did not have a good predicament from birth. I can't imagine he had... He lived a great life. I don't think he did. I also don't think that he was expecting to walk again. Or actually not again, ever. He said at the gate, the Bible says, daily. And we know Jesus went to the temple when he walked this earth. Therefore, at some point, this man had to have encountered Jesus. I don't believe he had faith for it to happen while Jesus walked the earth. What did it say? Woo! Look at that Bible thumper. Oh, there you go. I got to give it to you. There, I got that one right. <laughs> Above 40 years. He spent 40 plus years in that condition. Didn't have any expectation for anything else but someone land him daily, every single day. He had one thing to do. Let me get somebody, hey, could you lay me down right here? I don't know if he gave somebody a cut for laying him down or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but every single day, he, all he had in life was to be laid down at the gate, at the temple, begging for money. From day one, that was his life expectancy. But it's not how you start. 
I said, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Sometimes, some people, somewhere, not necessarily in here, amen, they look at their life circumstances. They look at their life, what they've been through. They look at all their hardships. They look at all their difficulties. They look at their childhood and see the times where they went without them and the times where someone abused them and when the times where someone hurt them. And then here you are, two-minute God walking by. And all he could think of was, can you give me some money? And Peter and John looked on him and says, such as I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. I'm here to declare to you tonight, church of the living God. It was 40-something years that this man lived in that condition. And it was uh, several years that Jesus walked the face of the earth, and he did not receive his miracle. I imagine some of those times, this is, this is several years after the Holy Ghost was poured out, and I believe it was, it wasn't just uh, right then and there. So some time had uh, elapsed between... Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 3. Maybe it was a few months. I don't know. It wasn't just a couple of days ago. Hello? Y'all with me? Y'all out of here or not? And so, this man had opportunity to receive from God. For three and a half years, Jesus walked the face of the earth and came to the temple. He could have received something from God. He was a child of God. He was an Israelite. And he did not expect anything more. People of God, are you satisfied with where you are? Getting lifted up and taken to the gate. Crying, arms, arms, arms. There's nothing more for me. There's nothing else for me. I'm here to declare to you, there is more from you. In the name of Jesus Christ, it's time for the church to get up and to walk and to receive what God has for us. And I'm not talking nationally speaking. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. But the problem is sometimes we can't get to the finish line and where God has because we're not looking and expecting for anything more but what we're used to. We can't have the revival we need to have because we got to do it the same way. And then when the pastor start doing it differently, as he feel the Holy Ghost being laughing, because I'm tired of doing it the same way every Sunday night. I told Elder Brown, I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to really even preach to the church. I would like to minister to the church. And that's what I'm talking about. Can I minister to the church tonight? It's time for us to get out of the rut. You can brag about what God has done, but it's not how you start. 
You can be in the mullet grudge because of what's going on in your life. Well, things hadn't hap ha uh, happened just the way I thought it would happen. And, and you know what? Some some of us we get settled in because you know what? Well, this is you know I've been living for God this this amount of years and that amount of years, and and it hasn't happened the way I thought it would happen. Thank God it didn't happen the way you thought it would happen. Because you realize that was your way. Can God do things his way and you can be satisfied? This man wasn't expecting God to do it that way. He was expecting things to, be, to happen and do things to be done his way. I need something. He was expecting things to be done his way. I just want some money. Come around. I, I just want this and I just want that. And, and, and we, you know, and, and if we don't get what we're expecting... That's what happens. Not in here, but some other place. They get mad. But God is trying to give us something that we're not expecting. Bible says they looked down on him. He looked at them. And John and Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. I don't have silver and gold. I wonder if this guy was just all disheartened. I wonder if he was frustrated. I wonder now that he got up and said, hey, hey, anybody got any money? Hey, I, I came for silver and gold. When you saw him in the temple. He got what he wasn't expecting. Some of you getting that tonight, you're getting something you didn't expect. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm talking about this. God has somewhere for us to go. And my God, it is totally different than what we expect. We've been praying for revival and God is determined. I'm not going to do it the way you think I'm going to do it. We, if we're going to have revival. We have to have it this way. The Holy Ghost is saying, such as I have, I'm, I'm going to give to you. It's not how you started. You know, we, we talk about, oh, hallelujah. We talk about, you know, the great uh, movements of Antioch, some of you know, or whatever. It, uh, the, the greatest revival that took place in Antioch, the greatest revivals, were different types of revival. Man of God will come in. In 1980, 81, all that, man of God would come in. They would have uh, a series of revival services. Go Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday. Now, let's be honest. That would kill 90% of the people in here. Hello? God is determined I'm not going to do it that way. Just, just by way, the nature of the way things are. We're, we're busy. Hopefully not too busy for God, but I don't believe we're going to need to have five nights of revival services. Because I don't believe he's going to do it in the building. That's why. Revival. What's your address? Y'all don't want to say that loud? Yes. I know that I, I know that you are. Like, man, what you doing, Pastor Simpson? 
Come on, they're not going to remember. Trust me. Come on. Now they're going to remember because I said that. Come on. He's ready for to go. Revival's at your house. <laughs> What's your address? <laughs> I said your address, not the street. But revival. <laughs> revival is on seawall. Okay. Uh, see how, look at you. Revival is at 998 Roe Farm Lane. That's R-O-H-E. I'm just going to proclaim it. Farm Lane. Put your name. <laughs> it's not here. It's when we get out there. It's not how we started. It's how we finish. God is not going to. Oh, we may have started in the building, but we're going to leave out of the building. I need something. Can you imagine? I don't know who this man lived with, but he obviously lived with someone. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine this man in the evening? It was 3 o'clock in the daytime when he was healed. Healed. They held him, they probably held him for about three hours, questioning him and all that. And, but by the time he gave support, well, this, you know, they're Jewish people, so they want to get home by six o'clock and all that. And, and I don't know, maybe it was Sabbath, I don't know. But he, he, yeah, he couldn't do that on Sabbath day. So anyway, he's going home. I can imagine him knocking on the door. And whoever he lived with said, what, who in the world knocking on my door at six o'clock at night? Are they crazy? And they open the door. To see this man. I'm telling you what. A party broke loose. There was some shouting. I'm going to tell you what else happened. There were some people that came to God out of that experience. Because now they said, whoa. You went to the gate expecting the same old thing. And now God has done something new. You can blame your birth. You can blame your your childhood. You can not talk this morning. You can blame what someone did to you. Well, you'll never be what you need to be because of this, that, and the other. Now, can I can I do this? I never. I'm talking, brother. I'm talking. I never thought Presbyter Sister Valley. I'm going to talk to you. You've been in the UPCI longer than anybody in this room, I imagine, in my estimation. I think that's correct. She was a, a young child. Were you the first person in your family to come as well? No? Your brother? Freddie. Yeah, Freddie won you all, huh? Came in together. But it was a long time. You was a young girl, though, teenager, right? She was 15. So that was only 15 years ago, huh? I'm not going to tell her age. A 15-year-old child came to God. Now, I forgot where I was going at with that. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. I always can count on you to <laughs> set me straight. <laughs> it, coming up in that church, my life was all messed up. Not going to get into the gory details. You don't need the gory details. My life was messed up. Right? Period. 
God and, and, and God was putting the pieces together. And then here come this lady. And if you think my life was messed up, <laughs> I couldn't pass up. I might be in trouble when I get home, but I'm going to fix it. <laughs> if you think my life was messed up, <laughs> you want to say life that was just wonderfully made. <laughs> Fearfully. I think I feel a fearfully mad right now. <laughs> Y'all pray for me, please. Pray for healing. <laughs> pray for deliverance. I think we need to pray right now forgiveness. <laughs> right? Forgiveness. <laughs> right? God will not forgive you. If you don't forgive your brothers of their trespasses. I'm just want to let you know. Even if your brother is your husband. Amen. I'm talking messed up, man. Some of you raised young or whatever, you had to go through all that. Messed up. And I remember Pastor David Wright. One day, I forget, we were, I was preaching somewhere. They asked somebody asked me to preach in some, uh, some event in Savannah Park or whatever. And a um, new thing they were doing and just began to share my personal testimony. And, and God said, uh, 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 Pastor David Wright said, hey, you know, you know what's, what's remarkable about your life? He said, you remind me of the, the prophet, well, who was it, Amos, who was, was it Amos? Which one of the prophets that was a herdsman and plowman and all that? Uh, uh, it was uh, one of the minor prophets. Y'all researchers, see that? Y'all curious now, right? It was one of the, one of the prophets, and he, 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 was, uh, he was nothing but a, a farmer. All right? He was just a farmer. And call, God called him from behind the plow. And I already know Elisha was doing that pretty much too. But I'm not talking about Elisha. And he said, you know, you had all the people who came from the school of the prophets. And they had to go here. And, uh, you know, their, 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 grand, their, their fathers were prophets. And their grandfather were prophets. And, and you know, they, they had a lineage, so to speak. And or whatever the case may be. And, and God's, huh? Amos. Right? There you go. And, and God... He said, God, pick you out of this area. You don't have the pedigree, he said. Yeah, because I'm not talking about me. I'm, I'm trying to convey a message. You don't have the pedigree. I said, y'all don't feel what I feel. That's okay. I said, he said, you don't have the pedigree. But the hand of God is on your life, and you don't, you don't have to worry about it. You're not second-generation apostolic. And he said, I come from, you know, I'm, I'm third-generation apostolic, and, and the hand of God is on my life. But you don't come from the background that I come from. But God is using you mightily in this place. I'm telling you what, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter how you started. It's how you finish. And you can look at your background, you can look at your past, and you can look at your circumstances, whether present and your past circumstances, and don't, don't think that God can use you in the area and dimension that he desires you to. Oh, 
You can look at a lot of things in your life and say, can I ever get there? No, you can't get there on your own, in your own measure, in your own way, in your own efforts. And, and oh, hallelujah. Holy Ghost, help me. And it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And you can keep looking at all your, your, the things or whatever. You can just keep feeling low and down and beating yourself up, never thinking, you, 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 no, no, you're not even worthy of that. I'm not worthy of those type of things. Who says who? The only person that was ever ever worthy of the place in God that he had was God himself who came down and robed himself in flesh and descended upon man and ascended back up into heaven. That was the only one that was ever worthy. No one else could take credit. No one else. So whatever God does in you, it's because he's trying to get glory. You don't need to compare yourself with anyone else. You don't need to look at first lady and compare yourself with first lady. Because first lady knows that she can't really depend on herself. She knows where she comes from. And as much as I was a mess. <laughs> sister, you're just going to have to beat me up when I get go home. <laughs> I had bruises. Y'all know where it's come from. I'm not going to say I fell and bumped my head against the wall. I tripped on a step. Y'all know. <laughs> I wasn't the one who came in church service. Yeah, that's right. I'm telling. I always, I'm always telling my stuff. I was the one who sat in church services with sunglasses. <laughs> she, she came up in that church service. She had on her shades like, you want you you're not touching this. You're not you know because you I don't know if you know Brother Milton. You come you know y'all think I do that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. See it's, I see it's back. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. We're checking it. You know. And so she was like, "Oh, you're not touching this." <laughs> big sunglasses, whatever. They weren't them little ones. They were the ones you know, them big ones, right? You're not gonna be able to do this. <laughs> and she came in and sat in the back. Uh huh. I never did that before. <laughs> but it's not how you start. I said, Sister Simpson, first lady, come on. Give it up. It's not how you start. Come on. <laughs> it's how you finish. You finish it strong, baby. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm saying, no, I could never do what she does. She couldn't do what she does. No way in the world would somebody expect her up there. I didn't see myself right there. Except for some crazy people. I would run into the run go. I would just go into the store. Let me see. You're going to be a man that got what? I don't even know you. What you talking about? (laughs) God has a mighty work for you. Oh, you got the wrong address, buddy. Why? They saw something that God was seeing, and it wasn't how I started. I may have come out lame. I may have come out crooked. I may have come out with this deformity. I may come, I may have come out of my mother's womb with this situation. But I want you to know, I may have been born in sin, but I've been born again. 
And it's not how I started. It's how I finished. That's why I've been born again. And everything you've gone through since your natural birth, hey, you need to say, oh, you know what, that's, how, that's what it used to be. Yes, you can. Uh, yeah, I'm picking on you. Yes, you can look and say, hey, this is, no, this, people don't. Come on up here with your, come on, both of y'all, come on up here. waddle too. It's all right. See, when you look in the mirror, you still see, forgive me, Nikina Troy. Oh, hallelujah. You still look at your past life. There's no way I can be that. There's no way from where I come from. The road I walk, the roads I traveled. No, I'm not worthy of that. Nikina Brown. It's not how you started. It's how you finish. God doesn't make mistakes. God called you to this place for this hour, such a time as this. And stop looking at yourself and look at yourself through the eyes of God. Don't wrestle with God what he wants to do in your life. God picked you. That's it, receive it. I'm an anointed woman of God. Called of God. I didn't call myself. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Sister Tabron. Oh, I wish I had a camera dead up. She's like... It's not how you started. It's going to be how you finish. You must decide, you know what? I'm going to finish strong. You decide, I came into the church, came in all brokenhearted. I came in this way, but I'm letting you know I'm going out strong. I'm telling you what. I told my wife, I've told you, if I die... I'm telling you, I want to go out with my boots on. I, hey, you know what? These, these some, I, I like these shoes anyway. You may like they may be bright to you, and they, you know, whatever the case may be. But I don't want to go out with some nice fancy dress shoes. I want to go out with my boots on. And I'm serious. Amen. I don't want the cheap ones either. Give me some Tims. <laughs> And then when you strap them up, don't even tie them up tight. Leave, leave them kind of loose and all that. <laughs> Let the tongue hang out. <laughs> hey, look down at that casket. Whoa. 
And he was a pastor. <laughs> See, you men can relate. Some of y'all look around. What are you talking about? That's one of the questions you got to go ask your husband at home. <laughs> He'll explain to you. I don't know what all God has for us. And I don't know what all God has in store for us. And where all God's going to take us. Sister, thank you for continual, continuing the journey. I know it hasn't always been easy. I know you've had to go through some physical situations. But thank God you pushed through those physical conditions. I know it takes a lot to come up those steps and people may not even know the pain that you're going through. They may take for granted. You, oh my God, stop taking for granted being able to come up here and do this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sure, she wish she could. Yes, yes. Yes, sir. But all, all she can do is sit down and go... And you keep on just doing all you can do. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. And because it's not how you started. It's how you finish. And Sister Glass determined, I'm going to finish this race that I've started. Not going to quit. I'm not giving in. I'm not throwing in a towel. No matter how difficult it may be. We're all going to face difficulties and in this world, we're going to have tribulation. I'm just going to tell you, it's not going to get better in this world. If you have uh, hope in Christ Jesus, what the scripture says, if you have hope in, in this world, have hope in Christ Jesus in this world only, if you have hope in Christ Jesus, but in this world only, you among all men are most miserable. And so my hope in Jesus Christ is not in this world. Let me, let me rephrase that. If you're only in it for what Jesus can give you in this world, you're a miserable person. Oh, it just took a turn. That was one of those, ah, caught on, honey. It's like my real driving, right? If you, and I want you to hear me because I'm, I'm winding this thing down. If you're only in it for what Jesus can give you in this world, you're not happy. In fact, you're miserable. You may smile and say, everything is okay, I'm fine. But you know you're not happy. My wife taught, taught me something years ago. She said, you know what, I look at this person, I see that big smile. This is years ago. And she said, that's and because uh, I don't want you to think it's somebody you think it is and you don't know what you're talking about. So, and this person will smile. And she said, I, I look at this, this, this. I, it was a lady. She said, I look at this lady and I see the smile. But when I look at her eyes, I see sadness. I see she's hurting. And she's, she has taught me how to look at people's eyes and look beyond the smile. And when you look in their eyes, you can see that smile is just a facade. 
And if you have hope in Jesus in this world only, what he can do in this world, you're not happy. You see, you know why I'm sold out for Jesus and the kingdom of God and all that? Because my treasure is not in this world. Like I said, this message has taken a turn. You know why? Because it's not how I start. This race is not about what I'm getting right here. You see, the end of my race is what I'm going to collect in heaven. It's what I'm going to have in heaven. It's who I'm going to spend eternity with in heaven. And on the earth, on the new earth. And so everything I I put in, I'm invested in that. Because I understand it's not about how I started. But Brother Bond, I'm determined. I'm going to finish this race. I'm going to fight the good fight. Sister Simpson, I, I thank God I'm able to share the testimony. It's a testimony, sister. Of you coming in the church and having on shades. Because now you're wearing those nice designer glasses, honey. <laughs> Looking sharp. It's not working? No. <laughs> Make me sweat. I'm glad for those testimonies. Because you can share those testimonies. Your husband don't have to share the testimonies. You can share how you came in and you had shades on. (laughs) Powerful testimony, sister. I mean, powerful what God has done. And now, you don't, you probably know, but people watch you. Amen. Amen. Watch you so much, they say, oh, you had that dress on uh, November the 6th. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Watch you like a hawk. And it's because of what God has done in your life. Because it's not how you started. Thank God. See, back then, you would have killed your husband for saying this. (laughs) But now, (laughs) I'm talking about your past, Jesus. It's not how you started. It's how you finish in this race. Amen. You're finishing strong, sister. Praise God. Right? Can I catch you, Rob, some more?
Don't limit what God is doing and is going to do in your life. Stop looking in the rearview mirror. Because looking in the rear, rear view mirror, you're only looking at where you were. Look through the windshield of faith to say, God, this is where you're taking me. Because it's not where we started. Won't you stand, please? This is how we're going to finish. Will that lovely lady take the keyboard, please? In all seriousness, I know we had fun tonight. Glad I had fun my last day on earth. My last supper I had was a sub from Subway. Tonight, I'm going to go out with somebody. Give me those bottles, Tim's. Get those boots for me. Go out with my boots. God is trying to position this church and this people. But we must, we must, we must, we must put the past behind us. Stop looking at everything that, that has gone wrong or that has gone wrong in our life. Sorry. Look at our past failures, our mistakes, things that has tra- that have transpired in our life. Hurts, pain, regret, sorrow. And we carry all those things around. Disappointment. We always, we're like Moses telling God, you can't use me because I have this dilemma, this situation, this predicament. You can't use me, God. And God is God all along is saying, I'm going to get glory because I'm going to use that broken vessel. I'm going to use that marred vessel. And I'm going to use it to my glory for my purpose. It's not how you started. And you may have come into the church broken, wounded, and everything everything else. But I declare to you tonight, you're a new creature in Christ. God has made all things new. You belong to him. And again, it's not how you started. It's how you're going to finish this race. That lame man at the temple did not expect to be walking that day. There's going to be a day in your life where you won't live the same. You won't live by the same measures, the same uh, status. and You won't do what you did before. God is going to transition you, transition your life.
do something great in it. I believe that. I believe for each and every one of us. You see, when we seek to do the will and the purpose of God and to fulfill that, we're doing all God has called us to do. But again, we can't look at who we were. And we can't keep looking at our negative circumstances. And some people need to be delivered from their past. And for some of you, your past is yesterday. Some of you, your past is before you came to this building. Go ahead and close your eyes and lift your hands. I believe God is calling individuals in this church to go to a, a new place in Him. A place maybe you didn't expect to go to before because you kept on looking at yourself looking at your downfalls and looking at your shortcomings and looking at this and that and I want you to begin to look at what God is calling you to be stop fighting the calling of God in your life and the purpose and ministry that God has for you and to step out into that into that new man that new woman in God just for a few moments anybody willing it's not viewing yourself in a cocky way because you'll know it won't be because of you it won't be because of your abilities it won't be because of your pedigree it'll be because God has will and desire and he's doing the work. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. There are great soul winners in this building. There are prophets in this building. I believe there are church planters in this building. And when I say church planters, it may not be a building like this. But there are some people that will start home groups. And those home groups will become churches, congregations. There are great Bible study teachers here in our midst. Pastors and leaders. Men of God and women of God. Great leaders. You may have spent most of your life to get to this place. And maybe it's only going to be a short amount of time that God is going to do these great things that God has called you to this hour, to this place. You spent years shaping and molding. We, we've been called for such a time as this. Because it's not how we started. It's how we finish. And I declare tonight we're going to finish strong going to finish in his will come on in the name of Jesus stop looking down on yourself stop beating yourself up why don't we expect something new from God use me Lord despite how I see myself have your way in me in the name of Jesus Christ
in the name of Jesus Christ just for a few more moments God I surrender my life to you I give my life to you God you're able to do more in this life in a few years than what I was able to accomplish years upon years decades even I'm yours Lord use me Jesus for your purpose in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.